Hello, welcome into Perg's Picks, episode two for the Sony Open. Last week was an interesting tournament to say the least. Cam Smith won, which was pretty electric to be honest, between him and Rom going back and forth. I usually don't like tournaments when there's two guys kind of going at it. I like it more when it's mishmash in the middle. You got 10 guys competing on Sunday, but it was cool to, to watch them coming down the stretch, even though... I mean, birdie fests are kind of whatever, usually like a more challenging course. But first tournament of the year, 40 guys, it is what it is. It was last week of football anyway, so I'm imagining not too many people watched it. I didn't watch much of it until the last few holes, but regardless, it was a good tournament. Cam Smith's amazing, hit his wedge as well. Rom is just a machine. He's going to be doing that all year. It's going to be tough to really put a lot of money down when he's at the top of the board because he can just boat race the whole field and win by five. But regardless, we're moving on to the Sony Open. There's no real big-time studs. The Shambo withdrew, who was at the uh, obviously the top of the board, and now Cam Smith is the favorite. Cam Smith is actually the highest-priced player on DraftKings, too, even if Bryson was playing. But, oh, well, what are you going to do? So we look at the board now. Well, actually, first, look at the course, actually. Uh, we're going to Wildlife Country Club, also in Hawaii. So that's interesting. Um, it's, a, it's tighter fairways, definitely, but... It doesn't really matter if you're in the fairway. The rough isn't too penal. So, I mean, really, it's kind of the same thing. You hit your wedges well. You putt well. You got to get to 20 under if you want to win. Um, there was wind uh, last year, so the number was a lot lower. Um, that most likely won't be the case this time. So, yeah, you're probably going to have to get to 20, 21, 22 under. I mean, these are like putting contests. And I hate betting based on putting. You can't really do that, so it makes these a little bit tougher. Uh, to bet but yeah basically it's going to be you know you're going to be on the green a lot there's not a lot of up and downs if your guy's missing the green he's done so I'm not really worried about short game around the green none of that stuff it's all it's it's all about hitting the ball in play I guess giving yourself the right angles to these pins and being able to hit a low iron or a wedge close to the pins so that's basically it here Um, I have my uh, fantasy national model with various stats that I put in. I'll be referencing that as we go, but let's start going down the board here. So the favorite is Cam Smith at uh, plus 850, then everyone below 30. Not much here. Uh, I'm using FanDuel right now, so we got seven guys under 30. Smith at 850, Webb at 15, M, Hideki, and Leishman all at 17, Connors at 26, and Na at 29. I already have five bets in for this tournament, and one of them is in this range. I actually bet him at 27. He's 26 now. It's Corey Connors. Guy's a great ball striker. Really not much has to be said. I saw on Twitter, I believe it was Pat Mayo. He posted some stats about Corey Connors putting. I don't want to say it was him. It could have been someone else. And apparently he putts the lights out here. So if Corey Connors can just bring his, his elite ball striking, his elite driving, irons, wedges, all that stuff, and he's able to just... Catch that hot putter because we know he can run cold with the putter. It's happened his whole career. It's why he can't win. But at a course like this, he putts well. And, I mean, he really isn't competing against any elites. I mean, Cam Smith's really good. Webb's really good in. But, like, I mean, these guys aren't John Rahm-esque players. Like, they're not that scary. I mean, this is a wide-open field. I mean, anyone can win this tournament. I really think Corey Connors at 26-1 to now. I think it's a really good bet because, I mean, he's – probably going to play like his ball striking is just too good not to play well here and now he's going to a course where he's able to putt well so Corey Connors is the first bet I made but let's just go through the rest of these guys Cam Smith unbettable plus 850 can he win sure whatever not going to bet I'm not going to waste any time Webb 15 honestly kind of interesting 
15 to 1's kind of low, but in a field like this, I mean, he, as good as Smith and Imar and Hideki, I mean, you could make the argument Webb's the best player in the field. I'm biased. I love Webb Simpson. I think he's a great player. But still, really good. He fits this course. One of the corollaries is definitely the heritage. And um, he, he owns that course. I believe he's won multiple times there. He won, I think, maybe it was last year or two years ago he won. He's wearing that nice yellow shirt. Remember the round vividly. Came back on that back nine. It was beautiful to watch. But no, Webb, this is another one. I mean, he's come third, fourth, and third here, I believe, the last three years. He knows how to play this course. Um, yeah, it's really all I got to say about Webb. He's definitely, if I was going to go below 20, I'd probably go to Webb. I wouldn't go to M, Hideki, or Leishman. Because I don't have to feel, especially Leishman. I'm not betting Leishman is 17 to 1. That, that's just absurd. And I, and I get it. I mean, he's, he's, he played well last week. He's been playing. I, I get it, but I'm not, I'm not going to take Leishman. Hideki's interesting. But, I, I mean, guys that are bad putters. I mean, I get Connors is, and, and I know this week he's good, but I know traditionally he's a bad putter. Hideki, though, I, I just don't like bad putters when the score's got to get down to, like, 20, 2,400. Because regardless of how easy it is, the guy still has to make a certain amount of putts then. And they have all these other guys that can hit their wedges close, and they can get hot with the putter. It's just asking too much. I'd rather take Hideki at a course where the winner's going to be 14 under or 10 under as opposed to 24 under. So Hideki, I'm not going to take him. I'm just not betting at 17. I like him. Don't want to bet it. He could definitely win. Nah, I believe Nah won last year. Um, let me just look that up. I'm pretty sure he won last year. Let me see. Sony Open 2021. I really should look this up before I start this, but I kind of just move along as I'm going. Yeah, not one at 21. So it was two years ago when Cam Smith wanted to win. Excuse me, I had those reversed. So not one last year with Kirk and Neiman right behind him by one. Webb was 19. Leishman was also 19. Uh, this is when Leishman had that eagle putt. Uh, never mind, don't hold me to that. I don't know, but I feel like I vaguely remember this tournament. Regardless, um, yeah, so 21 under was last year. Probably around the same this year. Um, so yeah, Leishman's interesting. Nah, who won last year. Um, 29 to 1. No, I don't know. Back to back for a year like that. I mean, he played well at a course last week where he traditionally doesn't play well, although he probably should play well there. I mean, it really does fit his game. He doesn't have to really worry about his driver. It's a lot of wedges. He should play well there. But regardless, historically he doesn't, and he did. So maybe he is in good form. He could definitely win. I'm not betting it. Next bet I'm making is in this 30 range. Uh, Abraham answer. At 32 to 1. I actually got him at 29. When Bryson withdrew, he was 29. I took him right away. And I thought it would just go down because now you're just losing one of the, the supreme big dog. The, the uh, actual elite player in the field went out. And all the odds went up after that, at least briefly. And he's kind of just hung at this 32 number. So whatever. I have him at 29. But yeah, I love Abraham answer this week. Um, yeah, Abe is, is another nice course fit, man. I mean, he's just going to he, – he's he, – didn't play great last week, but that's one of the things I've been seeing too on Twitter. How apparently there's just I mean, there's no real you know causation behind this, but it's a correlation. I mean, guys that go to the the century and they come here, if, if they don't, if they go to the century, they have a chance to win. But if they play bad at the century for some reason, they just play even better here, which makes sense. Maybe you're knocking off rust that first week. You come into the second week a similarish course in terms of you know the same sort of you know conditions. You're still in Hawaii. And you go out there and you shoot low. I mean, it's still easy. And at 32 to 1 in this field, man, I just, sorry. Abe answer. I mean, he's better. He's a better player than Kevin Na, for one thing. And the guys in his range, he's much better than. I mean, English isn't playing well. Give me answer. He's better than Kisner. He's better than Gooch. He's better than Henley. Um, yeah, I, I like answer at, at 32. I got him at 29, but 32, whatever you get, I would bet Abraham answer. So those are my first two bets. Connors and answer. Let's read through this 30 to. 
I guess 30 to 55 range here on FanDuel. Answer 32. English 32. Henley's also 32. I'll stop here, actually, because I did bet Henley at 41. It was the first bet I made, actually. Uh, this is this is just this is prime Russell Henley, it feels like to me. This is just another course. I mean, like, when you have guys that can just hit wedges like this and are good putters, they can win here. And now we're getting, for some reason, these guys, these odds just feel high in a field like this. I don't, I don't know. I had Henley at 41. He's 32 now. Maybe that's more right. But some of these odds just feel too high. We're going to get to a few guys in, in a couple of minutes. But they just feel too too high for the type of course we're playing this week. And with it being so wide open, I think there's this, this nice range here from like 30 to, I guess, 70, where, where there are just guys here that I feel like should be 40. 40 to 1. The guys that are 35 should probably be 25. They just feel like there's a lot of value on this board with the strength of the field. Okay, so Henley's 32. Gooch, 34. Kisner, 34. Matt Jones, 36. Kokrak, Davis, Horschel, Power, Bezadenhut, Siwoo, McNeely, all 46. We'll stop there because there's a bunch of guys at 55. I think there's seven guys. We'll just stop there. Um, so this range. Gooch is interesting. Uh, so putting's very volatile. He putted bad last week. Still hit the ball well. Doesn't feel as popular this week as it was last week. He was pretty chalky in DraftKings. What's his price on DraftKings, actually? Maybe this is the week to go to Gooch. Where is he? He's 9,100. Holy shit. Okay. Maybe not. Um, but no, I mean, it's a similar course. I mean, it's it, I mean, a lot of the guys that, were, that played well last week, I mean, they really shouldn't have much trouble coming to this course. It's pretty... Pretty similar. I mean, it's not as long, and it's a little bit more narrow, but in terms of what you have to do with the course, I mean, keep it around the fairway, hit your wedges, make your putts. I mean, it's what you're doing here. It's a putting contest. And when you have a guy like Gooch, who isn't really that bad of a putter traditionally, I mean, he's not an amazing putter, but he's, he's not terrible. He's not as bad as he was last week. I mean, you got to think that there's some regression to the mean here, a little bit of positive regression. Uh, so Gooch is interested in me because... You know, if you had a bad week putting, I mean, what are the chances? It's kind of a coin flip. Professional golfer. Probably going to putt well this week. So, I don't mind Gooch. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. I already have five bets. We'll see with Gooch, but I get it. I like. I don't like betting on flash sticks, but when a guy who has a bad week putting, I don't mind him having a bounce back, especially when you're playing on the same sort of terrain in terms of just the conditions being in Hawaii still for this tournament. Kisner's interesting. Kisner played great last week. He was a great DraftKings player for me. Like 4% in most of the pools I was in. He played great. Um, and this course suits him even more because you don't need as much distance. You didn't really need too much distance last week because it was just so wide open. But you don't really need any any sort of uh, distance here, which is which is nice. So I, I, I like Kisner as well, but 34 seems a little rich. Matt Jones, sorry, not betting him 36-1. to 1. I get it. He played really well last week. He played well last year. Not betting him 36-1. to 1. Okay. Jason Kokrak at 46. That, I mean... It's just too high. And he fits that same narrative with answer, how he didn't play well last week. Uh, I think it was Kucher that had that same sort of thing where he didn't play well at the century. He showed up at uh, Sony and he, he, he won. I mean, like the, when you're nitpicking with these guys, you got to find just little things. I mean, and with Kokrak, I think that's something, especially since he has winning upside. The guy won multiple times last year. I mean, he won in the swing season last year. Did he win in the swing season this year? I forgot what year that was where he won the uh, the swing season. My memory's absolutely shot, but whatever. He won last year. He won the uh, the Colonial against Spieth, no less, in that final group. That was great. I mean, the guy's won, I think, three times in the past year. He he gets it done when he's in it, and now you're getting him at 46-1 to 1 in a field where, I mean, he he was lower odds last. And now I know the field's 130 guys as opposed to 40 or 39, but still – 
like 46 in this field? I mean, come on. I, I, I struggle to see how Kokrak doesn't play well this week. Well, I shouldn't say that. I struggle to see how 46 to 1 is not a value for Jason Kokrak to win the tournament. Remember, if he comes in second place or fifth place or 10th place, it doesn't mean shit. You're betting the guy to win. If Kokrak bounces back from last week, which he very well can, it was his first week playing in a while, knock some rust off, get in a real tournament with a real course with 130 guys, you know, you might step up. I like it at 46 to 1. So that's my uh, third bet of the week. I, I do like Kokrak. Excuse me, fourth bet. Henley, Answer, Connors, and Kokrak. Uh, then you got Cam Davis. I get it if you want to get there. I'm not going to get there, but I understand it if you want to. Uh, then you got Billy Horschel. No, not for me this week. But another one, I mean, he had a great, he had a really good Sunday. So, I mean, maybe he can kind of parlay that into a good week here. But I'm not going to bet him to win, even though 46-1 to 1 does seem... You know, kind of enticing. I mean, because you make that same argument with Kokrak in terms of value. You look here, like, is Billy Horschel better than Cameron Davis and Matt Jones and Taylor Gooch and Russell Henley? I mean, I think he's a step above those guys. And you get him in 46, so I, I understand that. So, I mean, look, Maverick McNeely's 46 to 1, not betting him. C. Wooten get hot, still not doing it. Christian Bezaden out, very interesting. I have not gotten there with him yet, but I understand if. Uh, if you do want to get there. My only problem with him is that, um, I guess it's not really a problem, but his driver really does suck. And if it is, it is tighter out there and you can miss fairways, but I mean, you don't want to just be missing all the fairways. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a risk. His short game really doesn't matter for me. It's a putter. What makes him interesting to me is that with the generous sort of, you can miss in the rough if you're at the right angle and all these kind of things where it's not too penal to miss. Um, as long as he's somewhat okay with the driver, his putter can just take him home. Because his putter's great and his wedges are great. So if he's hitting from 110, 130 yards all day and he's just flipping in gap wedges and pitching wedges, I mean, he really, he can go low. So I definitely like, uh, um, excuse me, uh, Christian Bezaden out this week. Don't know if I'm going to bet it, but he could be a, a nice DraftKings play depending on what the ownership looks like when it comes in tonight, tomorrow, whenever. Seamus Power, I'm betting. This is more of a, I just... You know, it seems like a lot of people are on him. I get it. He's playing really well, so why the hell not? I'll jump on it. I That's really all I have for him. So so those are my five bets right now, actually. We just went through them. I'm going to go through the rest of this board, too. But Answer at 29, Connors at 27, Kokrak and Power 46, Henley at 41. Henley's much lower than it now. Answer's a little bit higher. Kokrak and Power is still 46, and, and Connors is sitting at 26. So there's that. Now we go to the 55 range. We'll go to the 55. We'll go up to... I guess 100, because there's not too many here. 55, you got Van Royen, Kirk, Harmon, Steele, Mitchell, and CH3, uh, and Joel Damon. Okay. Damon at 55, no thank you. Brandon Steele at 55, no thank you. I believe Steele played well here last year as well. Uh, yeah, he did. I think he was in the final group, actually, too. I think he just kind of fell apart. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not going to take him at 55 to 1. That, that's just not for me. Christian Kirk's interesting. I don't know if he can win. I mean, he, he, he's just consistent, man. When he's playing well, he's just consistent. He hits the ball well. Decent putter. So Kirk is Kirk's interesting. I don't know if I'm going to get there at 55. Maybe a top 10 or a top 20 bet. Uh, someone I don't hear a lot of buzz about this week, Brian Harmon. And I don't know why, because I feel like he always just kind of is just there. Like He just plays well. And he's a great putter. Great, great putter. And he's good with his wedges. And he hits the ball semi straight after tee, and he's fifty-five to one, and he's shown up before in majors, and now he's in this field. I like Brian Harmon, I really do. 
Um, I know a lot of people don't like him. He looks like an accountant. He literally looks like he snuck on the course when he's there. Does not look like an actual PGA player, but he plays good and he's gritty and he always plays to win. And I like that. He's not there just to cash a paycheck. He wants to win. He's got that extra little grit, and I like that. That's more me doing my own little analysis of the players. But I just he he appears to be one of those guys that's gritty, hard nose. He's there to win. I, I I like Brian Harmon at fifty five to one, especially in his range. Like him and Brandon Steele, not really a comparison. Um, we brushed on EVR, not not really feeling him at all. I'm not really a big Van Royen guy, so I'm not going to take him. CH3, no way. Keith Mitchell, I mean, he plays good on these short little Bermuda tracks. That's where he's kind of made his money. PJ National, that big one against Brooks and Fowler, which was crazy. I uh, really wanted that three-way playoff, but that went out the window because Keith Mitchell got it done on that 18th hole. But he's at 55-1. to 1. He's interesting. I don't know if I'd get there. There's guys I like down the board. I'm, I'm probably tapped out betting this mid-range after the other five bets. So I get it if you want to go to Keith Mitchell, just not for me. Damon seems like he's gaining a lot of steam. He played well last week again. It's a shorter track. Wedges, hit the ball semi-straight, make your putts. People like Damon at these tracks. I do too. I won't be betting him at 55 to 1. Okay, 70 to, I guess, 100. There's no 100 on here. There's a 90 and 120. So we'll go 70 to 75 to 90, I guess. Palmer, 75. The Todd Father, 75. McCarthy, Grace, also 75. Kanaya, Keegan, Kucher, uh, uh, yeah, Kucher at 80. And then Hoagie, Kazire, Aaron Rye, Stewie Sink, Gorilla, Grio, and uh, KH Lee with Zach Johnson at 90. Okay. Palmer, he gives me those Brian Harmon vibes. I feel like his odds are too high for this. I mean, I remember last year, at the beginning of the year, Palmer was coming in at like 25 and 30 to 1 at some of these terms. I mean, he was really playing well. And this is not a hard course. Why can't Ryan Palmer at 75 to 1 have a really, really, really good week in a field that when he was playing his best, I mean, he was better than 95% of these guys. I mean, besides Smith, Webb, M, Hideki, Leishman, Connors, and like Answer and English, like he was better than everyone else in this field. I mean, he would have been right up there last year if, if this was last year when he was playing well. Hasn't played a lot this year. Didn't play last week. 75 to 1 means you're getting good top 10s. You're getting good top 20s. Would I bet him to win? Potentially, but I think you're going to get a good top 10 number on Palmer. And of course, like this, I mean, we've seen him play these ones where you go really, really low. We've seen him get down there. I mean, he is capable of putting up a 62 or a 61 or a 64. Like he's capable of getting those numbers low, as are all these guys. But still, we, we saw him do it a decent amount last year. I mean, Ryan Palmer was really good for a, a nice stretch at the beginning of the year last year. So Palmer's interesting. Todd, this course just feels like it fits him. I mean, like, come on. Hit the ball semi-straight. You don't got to hit it far. Hit your wedges and make some putts. I mean, the, Palmer and Todd at 75 are really interesting now that I'm kind of talking it out. But, I mean, I, I like those bets at 75. Those could be top 10s, top 20s. Maybe I'll take one of them outright. If I had to pick one, I'd pick Todd, obviously, because we've seen him win before. Palmer, we've kind of seen wilt away like warm lettuce on a Sunday. Todd, we've, we've seen it, but we've also seen Todd close the door, too. So, I mean, I'd rather go Todd. But still, both of those I like a lot. Danny McCarthy, I mean, no, not going to happen. Brendan Grace at 75. Hmm. That's an interesting one because Grace is, like, Brandon Grace is a good player. And you're getting him at seven, again, in, in a field like this, and you're getting these long odds on someone. I mean, he played decent last week. Let me pull up last week's standings just to get the whole, the whole picture. Century. Let me see what we got here. How, how did we finish last week? Here we go. The leaderboard. What, what did we finish at last week? 
for Brendan Grace. Where is Grace? Man, they got the 34 under last week. Jesus Christ. Where, all right, never mind. Grace, you know what? 13 under for this course sucks funny. That 174, but regardless. Hitting the ball straight, playing decent. It's all about making putts to that course. Whatever. Um, still, 75 to 1. He had that round under his belt. He's an older player. A lot of times older guys in really any sport. You got to get time to rev the engine. Look at Tom Brady. Always loses in September. You get to December, and he's killing everybody at age 44. That's what these old guys do. So someone like Grace who's a little bit older, a little bit more seasoned. You get a round under your belt. Now you've got tournament number two in Hawaii. This could be somewhere where he plays well. This little threesome here of Palmer, Todd, and Grace I kind of like. These can be top 10s, top 20s. A Todd winner bet, maybe. I got to see. I got a few bets on this site. I'm trying not to deposit. I still use a lot of my street book. I'm still slowly transitioning to the to the quote-unquote legal faction of the New York betting now. But, yeah, I mean, these could be bets that are made by the night. I'll post all that on Wednesday. Last week was a small card. This week we're going to get into the weeds, get some money out there. Last week we had three winners, a few matchups. It's really it. This week we'll start diving into top 10s, top 20s, first-round leaders. These are all, especially Palmer, very interesting first-round leader bets. I got some guys written down here when we get down to the, the triple-digit numbers that I also like. But let's start moving. Um, Kazire, I really no interest here. I mean, Keegan's kind of interesting at 80. Kucher, no. Sink, I like Stewart Sink. But I bet him to win. 90 seems a little short, to be honest. I feel like he should be more in that 120 to 160 range. But 90... If you like it, go for it. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. Grio, never. If he wins, whatever. Uh, KH Lee, 90, no, not a TPC. Zach Johnson, 90, whatever. Okay, let's get to the hundreds and, and below. Let's go 100 to 200. There's no hundreds. It's 120s. 120 to 190, I guess you can call it, for Fandle. Uh, in the 120s, you got about five guys. Streb, Adam Long, Brian Stewart, Russell Knox, Henrik Norlander. Norland is interesting. Great ball striker. He can go low here. I kind of like that one. Knox, not really. Stewart, no. But out of these 120s, Streb, no way. Uh, I kind of like Norlander at 120. When you're a good ball striker, where does he come in on this thing? In my little fantasy national thing. 23rd. Okay. This is last 50 rounds. Obviously, these rounds are from months ago, obviously, because, you know, they weren't playing. But, I mean, still, it's good to look at. I mean, I, I, th- I think fantasy national will be more useful once we start getting, you know, a few tournaments in and these guys have more recent rounds, you kind of get a feel for what their form is going in. But right now, Norlander's still coming in at 23. That's not a bad spot. Uh, yeah, I, I like Norlander. Uh, that, that's not a bad move. These I'm, I'm probably not going to bet any long shots this week. They're probably, anyone I like down here is probably going to get a top 10, maybe a first-round leader bet. But that that's pretty much it. I'm not looking to bet any of these guys. The 160s, you got Sabatini, who I thought was Italian for the longest time. Uh, Nagajima, uh, Thompson, Snedeker, Ramey, Smalley, Hickok, Hankley, Bioida, uh, McGreevy, Buckley, Jaeger, Taylor Pendrith, Tyler Duncan, John Huh, Gray McDowell, and Hudson Swab. There's a lot of 160s. Hudson Swab, and then you have Armour, Cameron Percy, Harry Hicks. Okay, big group of guys. Out of these 160s, I like Hank Lebiota. He's another one that also had a very good stretch of 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 golf. That stretch where they kind of went into uh, when Cam Davis won the uh, the Rocket Mortgage. That whole little month one, he was playing really really good golf. And I remember there were tournaments where he was popping up at like thirty to one crazy numbers. And now you're getting him at one of these courses, shorter 
Bermuda, hit your wedges, make a bunch of putts. And now instead of being at 35 to one, he's in that same strength of field that he was playing good in last year. Now he's 160 to one. Granted, his form isn't good, but it's in him. We've seen it. Can Hank Libiota come out here and play well? Maybe. And you're getting him at 160 to one. I mean, look at the guys he's around. I mean, Steven Yeager, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Tyler Duncan, he's a step above these guys. And I know people just, they lump, they're all the same. Some of these guys are a little bit better than the rest. Like, Kramer Hickok is better than this group of players that he's in. He just is. I think Libioid and Hickok should be more with the Norlanders and the Knoxes, in my opinion. I watched a lot of Libioid because there was a stretch. That stretch, obviously, was playing well. And I just, he kept popping up and he kept seeing him. And he was popping in a lot of these models that I was looking at. And now you're getting 160 to start the year. And... I kind of like it. Uh, I really do. 160. That That is almost definitely going to be a top 10 bet. Uh, I, I think Lebiota has a chance. Listen, these guys can all miss the cut. They're golfers. They're inconsistent. There's a reason why he's 160 I mean, and not and not 20. But, I mean, you're getting great value here, I think, with Hank Lebiota. 160 to 1 in a course that really he should play well at. I'm in. I like Hank. All right, that's probably it for the 160s. What else did I write down here? Yeah, I got some guys down this board. Let's go to the 190s here. Got Adam Shank at 190. I kind of like. I mean, he also had a stretch where he was playing well. I don't think he was doing too good. By the way, Hank Leviota is 26th in my model, which is which is pretty good to see. Uh, I got a few guys here that are pop. Brian Stewart's eighth, actually. Damn. For the record, the top 10 guys that came up my model were Henley, Damon, Answer, Revy, who withdrew, Hideki, Keegan, Connors, Stewart, Knox, and Adams, Venson. Huh. Yeah, Keegan popped up here too. Brian Stewart popped up, who was in that 120 range, and so did Knox. Okay. That's interesting, actually. Um, so they're in the 120s. I wasn't a big fan of them just looking through the board right here, but huh. 120 and they're popping up. I mean, maybe maybe they're interesting. I probably won't get there, but this computer's pumping something out here, so maybe. Uh, so yeah, 26 was Hank Libiota. Okay, who was I just talking about? I was talking about oh Adam Shank. Yeah, Adam Shank is uh is kind of interesting. I mean, he's 41st in my model. Whatever. I have fairways gained in here, even though maybe that's not too important. Only 10 percent. Weight with fairways gain, but it's the lowest one out of the other stats I have in there. But he's 110, so that could be influencing it. And that may not be too important. Good drives might be more just, you know, just not... Because hitting fairways isn't so important. It's more setting yourself up in the right positions. Like getting yourself good angles to these pins. So that might not necessarily be hitting a fairway on a particular hole. But regardless, 41 isn't that bad. Regardless, whatever. These these events were months ago, so whatever. I like Shank at 192. Another field where he can kind of, I mean, like all these guys in these, you know, 80, 100, they're all kind of quote unquote the same sum. You can, you can break them up into tiers, but it's not a, a like Mark Hubbard can play better than Hank Libiota any given day of the week. I mean, I would take Libiota over him and I'd probably put him a tier ahead, but I mean, they're all kind of the same. So Shank at 190 is interesting. Ryan Moore, who's 15th in my model, I like a lot also. Uh, also, as I said, you know, 10 times, this isn't really winners. This is more placing top 20s, top 10s, etc., etc. Maybe some first round leader bets, which I like doing just for the sweat on a Thursday. But yeah, I like, I like Ryan Moore also. He's a great wedge player. He can, I mean, he can get hot with the putter. He's kind of a streaky putter from what I've seen from him. No, yeah, I, I like Ryan Moore this week. I think he can, I think he can play well here at 190. Why 190 for Ryan Moore seems high. 
I mean, Ryan Moore's a pretty established player on the tour. And he's around some guys here that I mean, like, Jesus Christ. I mean, Andrew Putnam. Like, th- this is what we're going to put him around? I mean, come on. Another one that's in this range is also a pretty established player. Made Eastlake not too long ago. Lucas Glover, also 190. Not playing well. But he also got that round in. He's older. He gets you get that round in your season. You get a little loose for four days. Now you go out here in a tournament with 130 guys. You're almost 201. Why not? So Glover and more interested than me in his 190 range. Shank a little less so, but I also do like Adam Shank. All right, now he's got a bunch of guys here. Now we're kind of in the 280s. I'm just going to read off a few guys off this sheet that I think are just too high of odds. Um, we'll start with Sam Ryder. Where is he on this? I didn't write down their odds. I just wrote down the names I was going through. I think Ryder was in that 280 range. Sam Ryder. I, you know, they should really add like a search thing for these odds. You don't have to keep scrolling. Oh, yeah, these guys are all in the 430. Okay, so Sam Ryder, Joseph Bramlett, uh, Richie Rowenski, and Jim Herman are all 430 to 1. That just seems too high. Uh, really that simple. I mean, I have I saw Ryder pop in and, and some individual rounds. He played well last year. Uh, Joseph Bramlett's 430 to 1, a younger player, but he can also get really hot. I like him at 430. Jim Herman, an old man, he played actually really well last year in, in some events. And now you're getting him at 430. It's a course he should play well at 430. I mean, I don't know if I can actually get there and bet them to win. I mean, like the $10 bet, I mean, makes almost $5,000. Wierenski's another one. Wierenski's had like, I've seen him pop in tournaments. and he He's a decent player when he's playing well. And you're getting him at 430. And not just that, there's nobody at the top you're competing with in these tournaments. These guys at 430, what the hell is the difference between Richie Wierenski and Adam Svensson or Chase Seifert or Chan Kim or Roger Sloan or Davis Riley or Adam Sheck or any of these guys in these 190 to 200 rigs? There's no difference. And you're getting double the odds. Why the hell wouldn't you take a shot on these guys? I mean, really, it, it just... It seems, it seems like a pretty big gap between guys that aren't that different. I mean, Straka's 280. I mean, I would definitely look at that too, but this 430 range is, is just, I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to win. They're not, but I mean, a top 10 on Sam Ryder is going to pay you like 40 to 1. A top 20 is going to pay you 20 to 1 in a field like this. I'm not against it. I'm more in. I'm more interested in a first round leader where one of these guys comes out for one round and just shoots eight under, and it's enough. But I mean, four hundred thirty to one. They're interesting. They're long shots, and they can happen. I mean, but I think it's worth it in the weaker fields to really go down the board, in a field where the top of the board is is Bryson, Rom, Brooks, DJ, and Hideki. Maybe not, but when in a field in the top is is Cam Webb and Hideki, Leishman, Connors, and those are the top dogs. I mean. Like, why not just go down to 430 and, and try and pick off a top 10 and a first-round leader? I mean, why not? So that's where I'm looking for betting right now. Kokrak and Sir Connors, Henley Power. Uh, I could add outrights on Todd and Palmer. Uh, they'll both be top 10 bets. Todd might be a winner. Grace might be a winner as well, but I don't know top 10. I feel like if Grace plays well, he can win, but I, he can just crap out. I'd rather just take him to win. Todd and Palmer will most likely be top 10s. Todd will most likely be a winner bet. For Bomb, I'm, I'm going to take for first-round leader probably. I'm Libiota, the Ryder, Rowenski, Bramlett. I might take Straka for first-round leader also. And I might pay up a little bit for Ryan Palmer. Uh, the only other bet I'm looking at is Bri- uh, Brian Harmon to win the tournament at 55-1. to 1. 
Uh, doesn't seem too popular from what I'm looking at, but I really like just his style of play and how he could potentially fit at this course. So those are bets. Now if we look at DraftKings, let's just take a quick peek here. Uh, I'm kind of just guessing on ownership. Let me see if there's anything on Fantasy National. I haven't looked yet. Um, I got to do this thing. One second. Uh, let's just do this. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. Now let's refresh this and see what happens. Okay, you don't want to... Okay, they do have... They do have a little bit of... Of ownership here. Okay. Alright, that's interesting. They do have something up on Fantasy National already, which is... Which is good, I guess. Okay, so that's interesting. So let's go through this. Um, so... 11K... Uh, 10K and above. Leishman, M, Webb, Hideki, the Shambo, and Smith. The Shambo withdrew. We know that. Smith's 11-2. He's coming in at only 15%. I mean, that's got to do with his price. And then, a turn. I mean, I, I'd probably just play Cam Smith, to be honest. I mean, how could you not? You're getting him at 15%. You got Henley at 18, which is high. Gooch is 19. M, Leishman, and Webb are the highest owned out of these, tw- out of these, uh, out of these 10K and above guys right now. So that's interesting. Um, you're getting Cam at 15. I mean, that, that, that seems different enough. We'll see what this looks like tomorrow night into Thursday. But Cam at 15. Right now at first, look, I kind of like that in the 10Ks. I like Hideki. I like Webb, but Webb's going to be high owned. Then I get that. I, maybe if you want to get different, go Webb and Simpson and then get down low in the 6Ks. Ryan Moore, 6,500. Roger Sloan. There's guys down here that can play well. Sam Ryder, 64. And then you just pick any 7K range because it really isn't – we'll get down here. But I'm going to assume there's not much difference between the 7K and an 8K guy this week. Let's keep going. 9Ks, not nah, answer. Connors, English, Gooch uh, are the 9Ks. Just five guys. Okay, so maybe there is going to be a difference. But we'll see. Um, Connor is coming in with a lot of ownership here. He's the second highest owned guy at 23. Webb's the highest at 24. Um, so Connor and Gooch are the highest in the 9Ks at 23 and 19 right now. Which is pretty high. So Gooch at 19, it, it's high, but um, damn. Yeah, I really wanted to play Corey Connors, but I should have known going in it was going to be popular. Uh, interesting, Abraham Mantra is only 13%. That might be my play. I might start my lineups with Cam Smith and Abraham Mantra. If it's going to be different like that, uh, and I'm only going to have to pay that much for them, that's how I'll start my lineups. Cam Smith, Abraham Mantra. Uh, yeah, that, that seems doable. And now you got, I'm scrolling down just to the ownership. I see Hideki at 9%. Maybe a, the two 10Ks, the Cam Hideki play. Give me a top 10 at Hideki, Cam top 10s, and maybe a winner comes from down the board. Problem with doing is I just don't think one of them are going to win. And while your decision really should be based on gaining leverage on the field, you also have to have a guy in there you think is going to win. And I don't think the winner is coming from them. I just don't. I think it's tough to go back-to-back. We've seen it before in the Hawaii swing, but I think it is, and I just don't think Hideki can get low enough with a, with a bad putter. I think there's going to be one round in there where he shoots 69, and it's just going to derail him. So maybe that way, but for the 9Ks, answer looks like the play in terms of ownership. Corey Connors is too high. Gooch is a little bit too much for me. Kevin Nas, 10%, and he won last year, and he just came off a good week, so maybe Nas interesting for DraftKings. But no, right now I'm looking at answer in a nine case at least for now we'll see how this changes english by the way i didn't see english's name come up here at all either let me see where english is in the ownership harris english is way down here holy shit he's five percent okay 
English is also interesting. English I can definitely get behind. English and answer right now seem like really good plays. We'll just leave it at that for now. Yeah, answer English, Cam Smith, and Hideki right now. Based on the ownership, what we're getting, I really like those plays. English is more risky because he hasn't been in good form um, in a while. He did play decent at a century, but still, it's been a while since Harris English has really performed well. But, I mean, he's 5% and he's 9,300 in a field where he has more win equity than most of the guys here. So, very interesting. All right, the AKs. Kisner, Horschel, uh, the Coke Man, Henley, Matt Jones, McNeely, EVR, Power, CH3, and Cam Davis. Kisner's probably a no for me this week. He's coming in at 11%. It's a decent ownership, but I'd rather not go there. Horschel will definitely be low-owned. He always is. Uh, Billy Horschel, 8%. I'm not going to get there, Billy. Although, I mean, his win equity is also another one that's probably higher than a lot of the guys in this field. Like, it's higher than Taylor Gooch. I mean, it, it's higher than Corey Connors. It, it's higher than a lot of these guys. I mean, his win equity is probably closer to a leashman. That's probably a bolder statement than I currently think as I'm talking right now. But he's probably he's probably a better play than, I mean, a lot of these guys at 8%. He can definitely win. Whatever. Kokrak's interesting. I feel like Kokrak's going to come in popular. I feel like he's going to get a lot of steam this week. Let's see, he's not coming in too popular right now. I'm scrolling 7%, whatever. These, these I'm guessing, are going to adjust the next day and a half. But yeah, Kokrak's another interesting one. Henley's popular. Okay, Henley's coming in at 20% right now. Henley is 18.9%. He's the sixth highest owned guy right now on Fantasy Nationals projections. So Henley, I'm probably just not going to play. Stick with the outright bet. And whatever happens, happens. I won't go to him. Matt Jones, I'm not going to play. EVR, I'm probably not going to play. Power will probably be popular as well. Yeah, po- power is very popular. Um, not going to get to him. McNeely's popular also. Nah, I'm definitely not playing McNeely if he's going to be the 10th highest on guy. That's not happening. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the AK. CH3 will be low on. Cam Davis doesn't seem too popular right now. I don't see his name right here. There he's 8.5%. Okay, not bad. Matt Jones is 10. These numbers seem pretty low. In smaller fields, these numbers are going to go up, obviously. So, yeah, those... Not too bad. I think Henley's really the chalk in the eight case. I think Kokrak will gain some steam as the week goes on. Matt Jones will definitely gain some steam because of what he did last week. Uh, Seamus Power, as more of the outrights come in and, and more people keep touting him to win, his ownership will go up. So that's probably going to be the chalk in the AK range. So I'm not opposed to Cam Davis at AK. I think he has just as good a chance to win as anyone in his AK range. And you're probably going to get him pretty low on. And he's the bottom of the AK range. He's 8K flat. So... Maybe you could fit a better guy in at the top or something. But I, I don't mind Cam Davis here. Uh, I'm not too interested in his AK range, to be honest, besides Kokrak if his ownership stays down and Cam Davis and maybe Billy Horschel. 7K, steal 7,900. People are going to play him. He plays well here. I'm not playing him. Kirk's interesting. Ryan Palmer, 7,800. There he is. That that might be a big smash for me. I, I might play a lot of Ryan Palmer. Kirk's 8%, by the way, for the... Just for the record, Brendan Todd is 6% also at 7,500. There's an English number again, which is just fucking crazy to me. Palmer's coming in at 4%. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm definitely playing Ryan Palmer. I'm just going to do it. He might kill me, but I'm going to play Palmer. Bezayden had 78. Then you got this two guys, Kim and Aaron Rye. I mean, see, Will, we know what he can do. He's streaky. 7,700. Aaron Rye, not going to get there. Keith Mitchell, 76. He'll gain some steam. Right now, he doesn't look too high on, but... The, these are going to change. Tuesday's probably not the greatest day to look at it. It's more 
kind of feeling where it's going to go. He's only coming in at 8.5%. So, yeah, 76 is affordable for him. Damon's 76. He'll, he always comes with his own ownership. I don't know why. Maybe it's the freaking hat he wears. Who knows? Damon, I won't get there. Hoagie, I won't get there. Todd, I can get there. Brian Harmon, I'm definitely I'll be playing some Brian Harmon. Right now, so far, looking at the 7K range, Palmer, Kirk, Bezade, and out Harmon, and Todd, I like the most right now. Then you got reviews out. Kucher, I'm not playing. McCarthy, no. Keegan's interesting. Kanaya, no. Long, no. Merritt's out. Then you get to these low sevens in the 73s. You got Kazire and Gorilla, not going to play either of them. Uh, Brian Stewart's interesting. He's popping up in my, uh, in my little model, so maybe him. Taylor Pendrith, the young kid, not really interested. Herbear's out. ZJ, Zach Johnson, not going to play. Stewart Sink, no. Knox and Norlander, I kind of like in this 7,100 range. Grace, I like. Higo, I wish was playing this week. He's not. Adam Shank is 7K, I like. Yeah, there's a lot of guys here. So Shank, Grace, Norlander, Knox, Stewart, uh, Keegan. But really, the, the Harmon, uh, Mitchell, if it's not high ownership, Bizet and Al Palmer, Kirk, and Todd. I, I like those in the 7Ks. It's a lot of guys, but, I mean, if you're going to make 10, 20 lineups, you're going to kind of want to mix it up in this range. You don't want to be too stuck on one guy, and then he misses the cut, and you're dead. So, 6K range. This is interesting, guys. This is where those 430 to 1 guys are going to come up. Michael Thompson, I mean, th- this seems like a course he should eat at, honestly. Uh, is he coming in any with any popularity? Not really. I mean, I remember him being pretty chalky at a few events last year. He's way down here, Michael Pond. Jesus, all right, 2%. There's a lot of these guys at 2%. Um, 6K here. Harry Higgs, McGreevy. Eh, I mean, not much. Liviota, 68. Glover, 68. They'll be interesting. Hickok, 67. But no, Sepp Straka. These guys are on this 6K range. If you, if you want to go really down, I don't mind Ryan Moore at 65. They can get you there to a top guy. Maybe play two 10K guys and go to someone like Ryan Moore or Sam Ryder. Lashley's interesting. Pebble's been a weird-ish sort of correlation I've been seeing. So maybe Lashley's a play because he almost won it last year. Um, yeah, that's that. That's pretty much it for the DraftKings. Oh, Bramlett's 6200 too. Maybe him. Um, I've seen a few people talking about that also. All right. We're going to end the DraftKings talk here. I've kind of been rambling for a little bit. All right. So just to recap bets for now, Coke Rack. At 46, Answer and Connor at 29 and 27, Henley 41, and Seamus Power at 46. We're looking at the 75s with Todd, Palmer, and Grace. Probably going to put the two top 10s on Palmer and Todd. And then Harmon, we're giving a hard look at 55 to 1. Bombs that I like, I'll just take three. I'll say Lebiota, Moore, and Ryder. To win, I could go to Lebiota. Uh, but the others with Lebiota, Moore, and Shank, all those guys are probably going to be first-round leaders. Yeah. That's probably what it's going to be. Out of all the bombs, I do like Lebiota the best, though. But no. Kokrock, Answer, Connors, Henley, Power, maybe Harmon, Palmer, Todd, Grace, potentially... Uh, the top 10s with Todd and Palmer. That's going to be pretty much the card. I'll send something on my Twitter, add the mics 45 with my final uh, final picks, final bets, final card, whatever you want to call it. All right, that's it for me. 
I'll talk to you guys next week and good luck.